Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. A podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me we was going to play 10 games together this season and win 42 games, I would have said, that's, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, for us to be successful um, in the future and in the long term, we got to be able to play together. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi. Today, very special because I am joined by the extra brawny Mr. Gus Kattengel. Not that Jim doesn't have muscles. Sure. He's got plenty. He's always flexible. It's the lighting. It's, it's the lighting. It's and he, the lighting. He usually doesn't wear the sleeveless shirt. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you rolling in here with confidence. Well, it's the offseason. It it's is, the off season. Uh, well, how, how do players say in the offseason it's uh, time to get back in the lab? Yeah. Time yeah. to get back in the lab. Get in your bag. I mean, I know it's only been, when did we last play? Tuesday? Yeah, it's like a day. Wednesday? Day. Wednesday? Yeah. I, I know it's only, it's actually, it's only been one extra day. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, there are so many people that love, and I we actually do love this. Tap on the window, tell us hello. Yes. More, more towards you than me, but maybe next year. It's only because they can see me more. You're well, huddled down again, and, again I, in the lab. I, I kind of think maybe if I get in the lab a little bit more, yeah, um, maybe some of that attention comes my way next year. They, so, yeah. Bottom line, though, uh, we plan on doing a lot more at that studio, add some lighting, yeah. you know, things of that nature, um, some decoration. We have a lot of plans. I'd love to have some sort of speaker and mic out there you guys yeah. can talk to us all those different the building things. keeps being like you can't put stuff out well, there and then I run you know, from the you know how that works oh. <laughs> it's not our call yeah <laughs> if it was up to us it'd be a party but my yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm back in the lab yeah uh because there's no off season joe there is no. no off season if you're not getting better then you're getting left behind yeah and i am constantly yeah. not getting is better that shirt, that's why i'm just way? getting older yes i'm so about rising and grinding i don't do either <laughs> Uh, you know, but but it, it is the offseason. It feels weird. It, it feels like five seasons got jammed into one somehow with all the ups and downs. I mean, the poor Pelican that I drew on the uh, whiteboard behind me, he got a tribal tattoo. He got fat. Then he got abs again. He's got a black eye. He's crying. He's got stitches. Uh, I feel like it's representative of everything the Pels went through. Because, man, you know, rolling into 2023, we were on top of the world. Yeah. And then all of 2023 happened. 
And uh, you don't want to call it forgettable because there are lessons to be learned from what the Pelicans went through. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's not something you want to repeat. And you hope as the Pelicans go forward and as this team rolls into the offseason that those are lessons that, that will be learned. Yeah, and... You know, we talked about it in our pregame and even in our postgame uh, on Wednesday about how this season just felt. It was just several months ago, four months ago, to the point where I don't think any of us expected to be feeling the way we felt at the end of the calendar year. No. When we're going into that Memphis game on December 31st, I don't think anybody was expecting to feel the way we did. We had, what, 10, 11 consecutive home sellouts. Yeah. You had blown away, you had blown out the, the nets to start the season. You were in first place of the mighty Western Conference. Set records. Brandon Ingram hadn't even played in a month. I, know. I mean, like, it's great. Like, you're sitting here going, 2023 is our year. It's like, oh my, yep. like, this is actually happening. Yep. And, and then you add the way the city was feeling with the way the Saints season had gone. It was it was the life raft that fans in the city needed. All eyes were on the Pelicans. I think for no the doubt. first time in a long time, it really felt that way. Right, and uh, you know, and and for a while, the Pelicans were living up to those expectations. And but between injuries, uh, between uh, you know players coming back and having to find their groove, some of those games, when you look at the state of the Western Conference, one yeah. game here, one game there, made all the difference in the standings. And you hate to say, well, it could have been that one, could have been that one, but you but can point was. to literally any of them and be correct. C.J. McCollum on Wednesday night after the game, I thought was as honest and as truthful as players are a lot of times, and it's what fans feel. Yeah. And what fans felt, and, and, and again, that feeling, because I do agree with Willie Green that the season was a success. You got to the first place, you know, after, and it wasn't like, and I don't mean first place after like two games and you sure. won two. And you know, you know, and that's what I said. I mean, you, you saw you, glimpses of what right. the team could I mean, be. And that's also why it hurts so much now. You get to December, you've played two full seasons of basketball. Actually, almost three, because you started in October, right? Yeah. So I mean, early October. So when you're ending the calendar year in first place, I think you were what, 24 and 12 or something like that. You've almost played 30. I mean, you've played almost thir- thir- over 30 games. Right. So you- you've earned that. You it, felt like the team right. had an identity. It they wasn't didn't they play were still five games, yeah. one, three year in first place. It's a much different first right. place when you've actually played months yes. of basketball. So it was a success. It was a success because you did see the work that this team put in in the offseason paid off. And it was one of the things we talked about here in one of the early podcasts. One of the reasons I thought this team may make a run or could be a six seed was because you essentially did bring back the same roster. There's no feeling out process. There's right. no, hey, the coach and what system. Everyone knows what you were doing. You worked in the offseason the entire time. We talked about we're at Saints OTA or training camp, and there's Trey Murphy and Herb Jones. But you couldn't keep these guys out of the facility yeah. this past season, and it paid off. They opened up the season hot. They beat the Mavs. Um, you oh, know, you good. saw Dyson Daniels strip Luca on this first possession. Like you're, you're sitting here going, "Oh my goodness!" Jose Alvarado's so dropping deep. forty against the Denver Nuggets, who wound up being the top seed in the yeah. West in a game that I mean, it was nuts. It was great. And then look, it's just like anything else. The season then goes from being the successful season to a disappointment. I'm not going to say it's a failure. Right. It's a failure in that, and I understand you're not in the first round. But I think to me that I, I can see why I can explain why I can point to why it makes sense as to why 
to me, a failure, failure is you didn't live up to expectations. A failure would be you didn't play to the level that you were capable of. A failure is you were healthy and you didn't play. That, to me, would be a failure. If Zion had played all season, B.I. didn't miss two months. Right. Um, and this team didn't make the first round yeah. and lost in the fir- in the play-in, you and I would be having a different discussion. Yeah. Right? But when you miss almost 400-plus games due to injury, you don't have Zion Williamson literally play in 2023 but one yeah. half, yeah. not even a game. Yep. I mean, he got hurt January 2nd. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have him January, February, March, April, the play-in, when you don't have Brandon Ingram for two months – and more importantly, even in that play-in game, you don't have two catalysts and two players that Willie Green closed out with in Larry Nance and Jose Alvarado. Yeah. So I can't say failure because you didn't have your team. Yeah. Disappointment? Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and and heartbreak only happens. Like, you only really miss someone that you loved. You know, yeah. if, if, you're, if, if you're done with somebody and they're gone, you're like, good, get out of here. The Pelicans, that bro- that's that's usually how I've scrammed. Yeah. You'll slam the yeah, door. I, I talk like an old 20s yeah. guy when I'm real mad. Uh, but, you know, it only broke our hearts because of what you're talking about. We saw glimpses of what this team could be when healthy. And you saw Zion Williamson breaking records. And you saw B.I. once he got hot carrying the team. And organically, I think we're going to talk about what to look forward to. I had that written down as a topic. What went wrong, which I guess we sort of talked about. Oh, it hurts. What to look forward to. And that's sort of what we're getting into. And it's, it's sort of what is why it hurts. You know, when you look forward to the future, uh, as you were saying, Dyson Daniels, he struggled a bit down the stretch. But you saw flashes from him trying to play point guard, trying to adjust to that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Trey Murphy. You know, in March, he was headed for the G League. And then now he is a budding star in this league. Uh, you got Herb Jones showing some offensive weaponry right. along with, you know, his his known defensive prowess. The pieces are in place for this team. If they can have a stretch where they are truly a full team, I still feel the same hope that I did in early January before January 2nd. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and look, we've touched on this a lot. Podcasts, shows, talk shows, whatever. The NBA is the NBA in this aspect. It's steps. You can't yep. skip them. I mean, you, you just can't. And, I mean, there's example after example after example. And what I'm curious about is how you learn from this step. I mean, you heard Willie Green say it. Yeah. After the game on Wednesday. It's, it is bittersweet. But how do you use this? Yeah. And I'm talking everywhere and everyone. How is Zion going to use this? How's his team going to use this? How's Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, Coach Green? Yeah. Because nothing, I think, affects you more than loss. Yeah. And I think they do feel like this is a loss or pain or hurt or discomfort or whatever. Um, you saw it. You know, I mean, we were talking with Aaron Summers in the postgame, mm-hmm. and she commented Zion's reaction at the end of the game. It Look, again, for however we want to look at it, for whatever the reason he didn't play or did play, um, it has to upset you. It has to bother you. The last time you played, this team was in first place, yeah. third place at the time in January 2nd, and and, and now you're going home. It it's over. It's done. Yep. If you're Jose Alvarado who's sitting there going, you don't think I could? That guy plays with with hurt ribs. Right. Like He's he, itching to get on the court. That has to bother him. Yes. So I... How do you use it as fuel? I go back to, I always say, one of my favorite commercials of all time. And it's, 
Michael Jordan, the black and white one, where he's sitting at the free throw line and it's just a bunch of fonts and letters and text and it's, you know, 1,604 missed free throws, you know, 767 game-winning shots, 1,400 whatever missed threes. And the entire commercial is his failures. Right. Misses. Playoff losses. And it's just him in an empty gym shooting a free throw shooting a jumper. And that to me has always stayed with me. It's easy to celebrate your victories. What drives greatness and what drives greatness is failure. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense to you, you have because to learn how to fail. Just you, like you have to learn how to win as a young 100%. Team. I actually teach that to my kid all the time. You know, he gets upset if he misses and we start a T-ball, he hits it and he gets angry or he, fought, he fell off his bike yesterday. And I'm like, get back on there. I mean, dude, but that now, you know, now, you know, don't cut the wheel that hard. Right. Now, you know, don't stop and try to, you know, high five me, and let go of the handlebar yeah. like Almost he did last night. Anyone who's good at something but, had to suck at well, you it have, for a little while. Right. Well, you have to know what that's like, right? Yeah. So I can tell you, and again, I'm going by what CJ McCollum said, which I think is a perfect reason why this organization wanted him and needs him. Yeah. And it was a 48 second, hey, here's what you have to do to win. Yeah. As a professional. And it was things that maybe a lot of times people don't think of, right? And he mentioned, we had a late tip. What are you doing to be ready for that late tip? You you don't normally tip at 8.30. So you probably tend to get tired. Did you nap? Did you eat? Did you hydrate? Um, Do you get your sleep? Things that we maybe don't think of a lot, but we always tell ourselves and we've learned, Joe, it is important. I can go lift. I can eat right. But if I don't sleep right, I don't get my rest. I don't get a massage. I don't do those different things. Are you ready to do it? And what was key, what he said was a routine. You're not just doing it this week. You need to do it during the summer when the season starts. That helps you come back from injury quicker if you're in better shape, if you're somebody that routinely does maintenance, preventive maintenance. I I talk to doctors and chiropractors. As much as we goof on LeBron James, he's the king of that stuff. Well, he spends $2 million on his body for a reason. I mean, and that's the thing, though, right? But but for him to be playing at almost 40 and to be dropping 30 points a game and to be outrunning people, why? Because he eats a certain way. He rests a certain way. He takes care of his body a certain way. pot or whatever. It's working. But that's just it. And, And I think that's what this team needs to learn is that next step. And we talked about this beginning of the season last year. They, they learned, Hey, we can win this year. They found out we can win, but how do we consistently win? And that's different targets on your backs. You, um, you know, people circle you now when you're instead of sneaking up on people, how do you handle expectations? Mm -hmm. We saw clearly when you are a game out of six, how many games this year? A dozen right. where this team didn't show up with the required intensity to take on Orlando, yes. to take on teams that you should have beaten because you have better talent. Houston. But there you go. These are games that you have no bit. But again, if you want to win championships, what do the Warriors do? What do what, what do team Boston? They come in and drop 40 points in the first quarter right. on the road against the Pels. Why? Because they, their mission in November, right? It's May. Yeah. It's June, but in November, 
it's what they're doing to make sure their spot well, well, is they, where they need they to be. They show you early on in the season, even when it's regular yeah. season basketball, who they are. When but, we played the Celtics, yeah. I remember in studio being like, that's a different level, different level. of basketball. Milwaukee. When Milwaukee came in here, Giannis, I mean, the first quarter, you're like, oh my goodness. I mean... They, they didn't stop. It yes. was it, business. And hopefully the Pelicans yeah. learn those lessons. That's yeah. what a team looks like, and that's the team you want to be. 100%. You want to assert yourself on any floor you step on. Yeah. And you got to hope those are the lessons they take from yeah. it. But I, I think the thing that you can take solace in is you did see this teamwork. Yeah. And I do think it's very easy to go, oh, look, there's disappointment and there's feelings like that. But I don't think Coach was lying when he said, look, this locker room is together. And they're going to support each other yeah, and there's be, gonna be there some for tough it. talks. And you have to have those. Sure. I mean, I my my wife tends to have a few more than I would like. Right, with right. me more than often than not. But yeah. Um, that said, what's going to be interesting for me this postseason is some of the teams that made moves that did work, like the Suns. Mm-hmm. How, I don't know. I don't know how the Suns are with Kevin Durant in a postseason. Right. If they go sixteen and zero and don't lose a game. That maybe changes your approach yeah, sure, come okay. the draft. It looks like a successful formula. Now, yeah. sure. Remember, the draft and free agency come after the final. Right. So I am curious to look at that. The Kings, a team that leapt you. They they took yeah. a leap in front of you. Used to be bottom dwellers. Now they're ruling yes. the West. First time in almost 20 years since they've been in a postseason. Yeah. And they look solid. Like, again, I'm not being ugly, but when I watch their roster compared to the Pels, they got shooting everywhere. The guy that led double-doubles they in the league. Hungry. In Sabonis. But you have a lot of young talent, a lot of good talent. Yeah. So... I'm very curious how this team does what I'm going to do. Watch this postseason. See what that does. Memphis, mm-hmm. they've, again, second straight year, they're the second seed. So, you know, how do they react? How do they build moving forward? I think affects how I build and how I train and prep. Because, sure. again, what they need to realize is what you do in October, November, December, January, February, March matters come April. It yeah. just does. I mean, th- this team shouldn't have been in a play-in. They were. Yeah. And you have to be honest with yourself, jot it down on a dry eraser board in front of everyone. This is why we're watching the postseason. And, and, and that's why it hurts. You know that you are better than the play-in. On This roster is no better yeah. Than, yeah. than it is. And, and and to know that you could have gone into that right. play and play a hobble Timberwolves, and then you match up pretty well against the Nuggets, you have to now miss all of that. And, and I think the other thing, too, is you also have to understand that you earned sitting at home yeah. and watching. Yeah. Turnovers, not showing up with the right intensity. Maybe not doing the small things as CJ yeah, McCollum said in the post. Other you know, people getting rebounds. Right, yeah, right. No, I mean that's that's just it. You don't think about it, but that oh, it's just a board in the second quarter of a game in November that eventually costs you points. exactly. You know, and that one game yep. in April is the difference between you being a play in or not. Absolutely. So that's something to again think of it. And you brought it up, man. We only get to see them, the Eastern Conference, one time. We do get to see, obviously, the Western Conference teams at least three, sometimes more than likely four. But you see Milwaukee. You see Boston. You see those teams. It's different. Look, and here's the other thing. Again, something else that needs to wake this team up. New York. New York was a team that not in the postseason last year. They're mm-hmm. a solid five team. Now, I know the Pels beat them, but you had to beat them, and you didn't have There's no Julius Randle. And they didn't the have Brunson. And they so, didn't have Brunson. And, they, and they, they were in that game and could have mm-hmm. beaten you, but that's my point. 
That's another team that's young and, and, and played with a certain intensity. And Josh Hart was per So it's changed that team. It, it, you have to understand there's a certain level you play to win a game. Sure. They have a, they've, they've, they've achieved that. They've got the they, physical they're capable skill of and winning a basketball. Of course, game. to beat any team any given night. How do you get to being a six seed? Right. That's a different level of commitment. Right. And energy. Yes. How do you become a championship caliber team? Maximum commitment, maximum effort. Yep. Period. So it's it's not really about talent. It, it, yeah, you need to have it. Sure. Okay. But it's about, as CJ McCollum said, the little things. What are you doing through the season, through the week? And I go back and I mentioned this on my talk show, what, uh, almost a month ago now. Gosh. Um, Derek Carr, mm-hmm. who will be here next week on Monday, yep. the offseason training program works. And I'll, and it's the one thing he said that really stood out to me, that he does everything he can to get ready for Wednesday. Right. Practice. That really stood out to me. He's like, we need to practice well and have everybody there Isn't to practice. Oh, no, it is. So that way we can perform on Sunday. But that's my point. That is the guy who's your quarterback, yep. who's the leader of your offense saying, hey, you do what you need to do Monday. You need to do what you need to do Tuesday because Wednesday at 11 a.m., I'm expecting you on that field. Yep. And that that's what C.J. McCollum is talking about. And, and uh, yeah, a lot of people gave C.J. grief. He's like, well, he couldn't score. His thumb is jacked And up. he has a torn labor. Yes. He, I mean, he legitimately yeah. needs to get that surgery. So, you know, it, it, people are saying like, oh, he should have scored more if he wants to talk he, well, he is a he is a veteran leader playing hurt, and yeah. his voice matters. I think you know he spoke quietly, but what he spoke quietly was very loud in that locker room. When you have a a thumb that needs surgery and a torn shoulder, I mean, I it does it does speak volumes. I that have a he shoulder. I don't even know what's wrong with right. it right now. And just yeah. sitting here in this chair, I'm about to start weeping. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what's. It might no. just be an outie. But, like a, but an that's, owie. that that goes to what I literally just said. And what. He yeah. said after the game on Wednesday, do what you need to do to be able to get yourself on that court. You yep. know, and, and and that's what I mean. It's commitment and it's energy and it's all those different things. So um look, it's a learning experience. It's one of those tough ones. It's just like when the kid hurts himself, yep. you don't want the scratch, you don't want the scar, you don't want yep. the blood, but it's gonna make you better. And again, it's it's just like anything in life. And I just the NFL, MLB, we can talk about those other ones too. They're they're similar. But I do think in the NBA, you have to go through the trials and mm-hmm. tribulations. You just have to. Yeah. And I think as awful as you feel today, what they went through this season, they can build on and I think it's going to make them stronger next year. Yeah, for sure. I, I really honestly... It's coal do. in the furnace. You know, it's, it's coal yeah. in the furnace and all we can do... Is look forward to next season. I think you know Cold there's a lot furnace. to be motivated you, by. Huh? I'm a bit of a poet. Yeah. I've read a book or two, and you know what? You've motivated too. I'm 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 gonna go get my shoulder fixed so I can go sit at the bar and drink right on the weekend. <laughs> well, there you now, go. You yeah. know, and, and be yeah. my best self, uh, Goose. I know you're gonna have a busy day. You're gonna be broadcasting from the Nola Gold facility, so right there across the parking lot. I'll be sitting over there missing you, just yeah. peeking. I'll wave. I'll be waving I'll wave. at you. So. Am I gonna see you before October? I mean, am I invited again? Are we oh, doing yeah. podcasts? Yeah, we yeah, we're going to have a okay. busy schedule, and of course we want you to be part of it. It was a great first year together, man, on the uh, on the fun. Pelicans broadcast. It felt like old times. We're going to keep it going. And I legitimately mean it. I 
those fans that that stopped by. Um, we looked forward to you, the family yes. with the daughter and yeah. the kids. I look I forward to it. I always love them. Graf was like, are you a clown? I'm like, for her, I am. And <laughs> yeah. I just dance. No, it's fun. Mr. Spider-Man. Yep, Spider-Man. Uh, there's always a gentleman with glasses. He always two fists on it. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I do enjoy it because, and again, that's why you see this. Look, it was another sellout. We saw that. It's going to go winning. We saw the matters. love. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's growing. And it, it, it's going to get there. Yes. Again, that's, we. We have to trust the people that, uh, you know, have the titles. Yes, absolutely. It's their job to to make it work. Yep. Look, so. we're we're just the peons in the little office talking about the stuff, and yeah. we just hope for the best. And uh, look, I, I think there's a lot to learn and a lot to do going forward. It's going to be a very interesting off season. Could be a very interesting day for all of us here as the exit interviews are happening, and Mr. Gus Kattengell is going to sprint across the parking lot holding arms full of gear. I'll try to film it, put it on TikTok. It's sure to be funny. Uh, Gus, thanks for joining me, man. Jim, we miss you. Yeah, we do miss you, Ben. Well, not really, because I got I got the whole segment. Yeah, you got the good chair. Yeah, I didn't the, have to uh, share my thoughts with anybody. And you got the recliner that Jim usually it's really has. Really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's almost. Like I was gonna say, captain's chair, but mm-hmm. this is almost like an emperor's. Chair. Yeah, and he makes someone else say, "Look, that little stool yeah. with the nail in it." That's what I haven't makes the felt this in. kind of leather plumpness in a long, long I, time. Well, Jim demands the best, and if you don't give it to him, uh, he we gets have angry. Like a footrest stool here too. Yeah, yeah he, he's got like extra. He's got spares over here. I don't have any storage because he's got extra foot stools over here. I see a cord here. sticking out of. It. Is this a massage? Chair? Oh yeah, yeah. Turn it. It's got bubbles. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> yeah, Jim, Jim. We miss you, buddy. Hope you feel better. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, thanks to Gus Kattengell for joining this old dog on the Pelicans podcast. You know, it's it's lonely here without Jim. It, what's that? Oh, it appears the Pelicans podcast mystery guest hotline is ringing. There are so many guests it could be. Today is exit interview day. Who knows? Who knows who it could be? Let's check it. Pelicans podcast. Hey, Joe. It's Jim. How's it going? Yes! It's Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, our man. Holy goodness. Uh, I know the uh, convalescing Jim Eichenhofer is currently laid up, uh, but he is brave enough to call the Pelicans podcast because, as we've talked about before, he's got that dog in him. Jim, how you doing? I got that dog in me. It was a very surreal Wednesday for me. I wasn't there at the game because, as you said, I'm trying to recuperate from having eye surgery on Monday. Right. 
So it was it was very odd to be not in the arena and watching the game on TV and for have the season end that way. But enough of my sob story. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm getting better. Hopefully, I'll be back in person soon on the uh, campus and in the facility yes, and in the radio studio, podcast yeah. studio. But I'm doing all right. Good, man, because we have been worried about you every day. I've just had an empty chair in here, and I just sigh at it because it's not the same. Uh, but you know what? We we are moving on regardless uh, because it's the end of the season, and we sort of have to reflect on it. There's there's so many reasons this season felt like about four rolled into one, uh, it feels like, because there's been so many highs and lows, so many storylines that uh, we were following for a bit and uh, then faded away or changed. I mean, Look, Jim, it, it's it's just a hard day for me, and I and I miss your articles. I just miss you. Give me your five keys for feeling better. Yeah, Joe. I mean, you said it as far as the highs and lows of the season. There was definitely a point Wednesday during the game in the fourth quarter where I was kind of looking around, even kind of factoring my own situation and thinking, like, man, this year is just not meant to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the stuff that Willie Green had to do in the fourth quarter with some of the lineups and some of the guys that he put out there that had been part of the rotation. But I mean, with the string of injuries that pile on top of injuries that pile on top of other ones, you know, it is what it is. He had to improvise. So it it was, there definitely was a point where I thought like, man, this is just, it's just too much to overcome, but that's kind of the way I looked at the way this season ended, but kind of spinning forward to the, you know, list of things to look forward to. I mean, one of the things that Larry Nance said, in exit interviews that I just saw like literally a few minutes ago was there's no team in the Western conference that can say that they're not in the playoffs right now. They're not going to be there, but they know that they could be a number one seed in the West if everything lined up well. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think compare the first thing I would say on this list is compared to previous years or maybe the previous decade would be more specific. um, There were a lot of years where there was a lot of question marks during the off season, but you didn't go into the next season saying like, with the confidence that you have now that the potential is there. There might've been times in the previous decade where you had, you know, Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday as your best players and you had some other good pieces. Yeah, there's a lot of nebulous to, hope and what ifs back then though. You, you kind of had to squint and be like, well, if this comes together yeah. and if somehow we get a little bit more development and we make the right moves in the off season and we definitely need to add some guys because the depth is definitely not there. And the talent, frankly, is a little bit shy of what it needs to be. You might be able to compete for a middle seed, you know, five, six, if everything breaks right. I mean, that didn't even happen, honestly. And yeah. in hindsight, that didn't even come together. But now, I mean, the fact that they were in first place through a big, pretty big chunk of the season, I mean, to me, that's my number one thing is like, we don't have to pretend that they need all these different things to align. And then even if they do align, we don't really know confidently that they have the ability to be at the top of the West. So right. I would say that's my number one thing. Um, number two of why we should be excited and optimistic about next season and the possibilities is just the development that already happened this season. Yeah. I would say Trey Murphy's number one on my list. Yes. As far as the, the jump that he made, I feel like you added another piece of foundation, you know, building block that you can say right. going forward that there's no doubt that this guy is legit. Yes. Um, third, I would say, um, I mean, obviously, and I think CJ McCollum discussed this after the game Wednesday, they have to come back healthy. Yes. I know a lot of people had fans commented and I saw tweets to me because, because I posted some of his comments about what CJ was trying to say. And to me, the way I look at it is he was just 
to me, that was just him dealing in reality. Right. It, it, I mean, it's just a fact that you cannot, this team cannot reach its potential. No team in the NBA can if you don't have your guys available. No. So, I mean, bottom line, that's what you're going to have to hope happens next year um, just to get, get guys on the court. And we, we know what they're capable of when that happens. And for CJ specifically, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised at all that injuries were affecting him greatly because yes. you could just tell that he didn't look like the same player right. that he was in Portland. Well, CJ's <laughs> leadership, especially right now when they're going through it, I think it's going to prove more valuable almost than when he was trying to steady the ship when he came here fresh off a trade and they're sort of playing with house money, getting into the play-in and making a playoff push. This is where they're really going to need him to sort of right the ship and give them the right you know, mental framework to go forward, I feel like. Yeah, and I mean, he's also a 10-year veteran and he's a big boy, so I, I know that he is not – it's not like it's caught, catching him off guard with some right. of the criticism that he got or – some of the second guessing of people saying that he didn't play well, but for me, what I want to see for him, the, the biggest thing I want to see for him next season is for him to be put in a position where, you know, based on the availability of the other players increasing, that he's not in a position where so often he feels like I have to be the guy that yes. gets the points when we, we need a basket. I definitely feel like there were times where he was pressing in terms of, you know, I have to contribute scoring. That's the number one thing I do instead of letting the game come to him. But yeah. when you put him in the situation where you didn't have two of your other three big scorers, that's going to happen a lot. So um, I just look forward to him being in just in a situation where he doesn't have to feel so much pressure on himself all the time to, to do stuff and come back and just be more efficient and be more of the guy that we saw in Portland who was one of the – really maybe one of the only trailblazers that was good in that series in yeah. 2018 when Pelicans swept – the trailblazers yep. so yeah um that's the thing. i guess the other things on my list are i mean brandon ingram for a second year in a row the second half of the season the last two months was awesome i mean last year yes. it culminated obviously in the playoff run and how good he was against phoenix but didn't get that as far this year but i mean i thought his last month plus was some of the best that he's played yeah in his in his entire career and the recognition kind of came with that, it seemed oh. like. like it, For the first time, I, I saw more people uh, other than like real Pelicans fans nationally sort of recognizing Brandon Ingram's contributions to this team as a leader and as a consistent scorer. Uh, you know, it, it, it seemed like, I don't know if you want to call it a jump, but, but it seemed like he did make another step towards being that, that sort of superstar team leader player uh, in National Eyes because of you know, his leadership yeah. and his scoring at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's no doubt about that. I feel like, though, that the last piece of that is, as we all know, um, doing it in the playoffs. I think he made a bigger step probably nationally last season just based on yeah. – we all know yeah. when you get to the playoffs, it's really the only time of year where there's one game on. Right. So everybody who's watching basketball at yeah, that casual time – Casual fans watching, get to see a lot of players for the first time. Right, exactly. So, unfortunately, he was denied of that this year. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, the play-in game, I'm sure there was a lot of people that were just tuned in on that and there was no other game going on at the same time. So he just needs, to me, he just needs repeated playoff appearances where yeah. people can understand how good of a player he is. To me, that's what, that's really the last thing that's kind of separating him from some of the other guys that play in the position who get more um, attention and more credit for how good of a player they yeah. are than he does. It's just, it's unavoidable. You You have to be on that stage when everyone's paying attention and everyone's just locked in on your game and they're not during the regular season, you're jumping around from like eight different games at a time. And I right. feel like 
a lot of what each every player gets does gets lost unless you're on like one of the five marquee teams that are on national TV constantly. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and, and now as a, as a, I guess this would be number five, I have a feeling I know what your fifth and last thing is going to be uh, about or who it might be about. I'm not sure, actually, because I had on my list there might be something I'm forgetting, and I welcome you to add a 5B to this. But my <laughs> 5A is just the offseason of having more opportunities to make moves, including, you know, they're, again, they're going to have – uh, first round pick, a lottery pick. It's going to be probably late lottery unless the math brings us a surprise. Right. Um, they're in the fourth slot right now, and that's where they be. That's where they will be on May 16th. So just a combination of having a lottery pick and as well as another off season to make trade possibilities, yep. free agent moves that kind of thing. Would you have a 5B for me? Well, I was going to say, maybe it ties into your health thing, but I was just going to say Zion, you know, really what he means to this team and having a full offseason. You know, last offseason he was healing from something, and I guess to some degree he will be again this offseason, but not to the same degree. He's going to be rolling into this one. As he said, he feels good now it's just a matter of getting him into you know the proper shape, proper headspace. And so with Zion now rolling into a full off season uh, with this team, you know chemistry wise, uh, you know how, how they gel together and and his health and and rolling into this season sort of full force, knowing what you're getting. I, I think that's going to be tremendous for this team going in. A big part of what what drained a lot of the enthusiasm as this season went on was the uncertainty. What's going to happen? Is Zion coming back? Is he? Is he injured? Is he shut down? Well, now we know he's going to be coming back next season. And uh, it, it just changes the whole dynamic of this team. But again, that probably goes into health more than anything because that's why he was out. He, w- he was just gone. And uh, I mean, like you said, it's it's going to be a very interesting offseason. Let's not forget, you know, people bummed out about that uh, that pick, maybe losing some of its luster. Uh, Trey Murphy was a late uh, lottery pick, and he's turned out pretty good for our Pelicans. Uh, so I think we're going to be uh, delving into that as we get uh, later into the offseason, aren't we, Mr. Jimothy Eichenhofer? Yeah, indeed. You know, one thing I would add about Zion, too, is, I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons as far as players that have missed games at the beginning of their yeah. career who were drafted high. One of the players that I keep looking at, and uh, I feel like people have misunderstand this or don't have the math correctly in some of the things that they've assessed, that Zion has actually played more games in his first four years than Joel Embiid did. Yes, yes. So I'm not comparing those two guys necessarily, but I mean, that's what you want to see. You want to see him get through some of the issues that he's had at the beginning of his career and become a player that you just see uh, uh, on the court consistently and enough to where, you know, Embiid is an MVP candidate and he's right. actually a perennial MVP candidate. Yeah, you don't right think now. of him as an injury riddled uh, player that you got to worry about right. constantly. He- he misses games here and there, but it's sure. nothing that's problematic or, or an issue for the Sixers. He's on the court plenty right. to make them one of the best teams in the East every year. And like I said, be in the in the running for MVP probably two, three years in a row now. So that that's what I want to see for Zion. And another quick thing, too, player that I didn't mention yet, that um, I'm looking forward to seeing Jose Alvarado back on the court yes. as well next season. Yes, Another guy that missed the last chunk of the of the regular season and then obviously the play-in, you watch OKC in that game and they have so many guys that are playmakers and so many guys that can do stuff off the dribble. I feel like that really hurt the Pelicans defensively in that game. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like they had so many guys that could get to the basket or at least get into the lane and dish off the people for easy baskets. And I feel like the, beyond Zion, who I mean is one of the best guys in the league at getting to the rim and 
make it just impossible to stop on off the dribble. Yeah, the Pelicans missed Jose a lot in terms of mm-hmm. some of the stuff that he brought, even and as well as just the energy component that he always brings to the floor. Yeah, one hundred percent in the, the center. So, um, that's another piece. I, and, I guess yeah, I'll make you know, that five C. Yeah, might Maybe as well be. And and you know I'm also excited for for Dyson Daniels, which may go underlooked because you know he he ha- he started off hot. Everybody remembers that that stolen Luca ball when he first you know got out there. Yeah. And, you know he had a rough stretch there, but he started to pick it back up towards the end of the season. And we saw a lot of players make a huge second year jump. Uh, you know I mean look mm-hmm. Trey, we, I talked about it again with uh, with Gus Catengill earlier, but you know Trey Murphy was headed for the G League you know back in March or so. And then now he is a foundational piece of this team. Uh, so you never know, you know, with with the right uh, guidance and the right coaching and the right offseason, what kind of jump Dyson can make. But he's shown flashes of being, uh, first of all, a very versatile, lengthy defender. But, you know, just having a legitimate point guard out there uh, would help the Pelicans mm-hmm. tremendously. And, uh, you know, to, to have him have a whole offseason, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the team as well uh, next season. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, you know, I think one of the things that we've learned the last couple of years, too, one of the best parts about developing a roster this way, as opposed to the way that the team tried to build, you know, five, eight years ago during that stretch was you have a bunch of young guys now. And from year to year, a lot of them can make a big jump and a big improvement. And that can have a a massive impact on how many more wins you get. So, I mean, between we talked about Trey, we talked about Herb, I thought in the last 20 games of his regular season played his best that he's played in his first two years. Yeah, All of these guys offensively. are getting better. Dyson Daniels, same yep. thing. Jose, same thing. I mean, we could go down the list. There might be another guy added in the draft that has potential to get better. So yeah. um, that's got to be on the list somewhere as well. This list is getting very long. But that's yeah. got to be, be on the list somewhere. It's just how many of these guys are 21, 22, 23, and they keep getting better? You're not talking about a collection of you know, mid-career veterans who they are what they are. We definitely have not even scratched the surface with some of these guys in terms of their potential. I completely agree. And when I spoke to Nick Gallo from the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, earlier, it, it you know, it we talked about how that they were sort of playing with house money, sort of how we felt like we were playing with maybe uh, last season. And uh, I feel like we're going to see a lot of them going forward. And, you know, Pelicans fans need to remember, we still have a war chest of assets. There's still so many moves that can be made. It's still so fluid. Uh, who knows what can happen? But, uh, you know, the state of the West is just bananas right now. You look at, you know, you look at Sacramento and they're, they're just owning the West. You look at the Grizzlies who, you know, we want to be a rival of the Grizzlies. But first thing is, is first, we have to be relevant enough to see them, for them to see us as a rival. Uh, so, yep. you know, they're a tough team. And, and you look at the West, it's just a few years ago, I don't think you would have looked at it and expected things to look this way. The Lakers in a play-in and the Kings, you know, just ruling the roost along with the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. How long do you expect it to stay like this? I mean, this is going to be an interesting offseason. New CBA, all kinds of moves that are going to be made. I mean, how long do you expect the West to, to look the way it is? I feel like even in 2022, yeah. it didn't look this way. Yeah, I mean, to drill down to specifically the Pelicans, I think one of the best, I mean, totally out of their control, but one of the best developments of this past season in terms of the rest of the West, especially compared to pretty much the entire time that I've been here, is that the division has gotten worse. Yeah, The division has gotten more manageable so that that's very helpful i mean you right. play all those teams automatically four times a year the mavericks had a very you know 
kind of crash and burn at the end of the season. Yeah. The Rockets and Spurs are still in total rebuild mode. Who knows how long it's going to take for them to, to move out of that. You right. mentioned the Grizzlies. But to answer your question, I mean, as far as the West, I feel like it's really hard to predict because, yeah. like you said, you asked someone two years ago what the West would look like in 2023, they would have been completely wrong. Right. Um, some teams that we thought were going to have staying power at the top of the standings have not. And some yeah. of the teams that we thought maybe would be at the bottom for multiple years also have not, including yeah. the Thunder, that they seem to be making a rise. So, I mean, I think it's very fluid. It's going to be really interesting because you just have so many teams that, and even some of the teams like Dallas that I mentioned that had a bad year, they could easily jump up next year. Right. Um, Utah made really nice strides. So it's definitely not going to be easy, that's for sure. Yes. But I think the Pelicans need to focus on basically with a, with a ninth place finish this year. I mean, and being at number one at one point, I think they, they want, they should go into next year with the goal of trying to move up at least several spots in the standings and maybe be cemented in the top six. I think they would have definitely been if it wasn't for the injuries this year. Yeah. I mean, they, they've shown themselves what they can be if they stay consistent and they're healthy. uh, And hopefully that went to their heads a little bit and they're hungry. Uh, I mean, I I hate to be sitting at home right now, but I do love the rise of the the small market teams, especially in the West. And uh, it's it's kind of, it, I'm, again, I'm not going to say it's fun to watch, but uh, I want to be part of it next season. I want the Pelicans to be riding on the crest of that wave. Uh, Jim, you know, I, I I miss you up in here. I'm I might take a couple days off just to reflect. Uh, not only on the season, but how much I miss you. But I'm just glad you're mending, my man, and uh, glad you were able to join me on the Super Mystery Guest Hotline today. It made my day. Well, thanks, Joe. I really look forward to being back into the studio in Same. person with you as well. In the in the meantime, I'm going to stay inside as much as I can and not uh, scare yes. any young children with yeah. how I look right well, you know, but, if, if, uh, if you drive past the palatial Eichenhofer estate and you see the curtains sort of parting, uh, don't look too closely. It's not Nosferatu. That's just Jim in his healing clothes. That's just that's just how he rolls. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you do what you need to do. Everyone's healing process is different. And you come back when you feel like Jim Eichenhofer. <laughs> I certainly will do that. And I do look forward to uh, next season. But in the in the short term, just looking forward to the lottery, the yeah. draft. Yeah. Uh, you, you, and uh, we'll go from there. Yes. Uh, as he teased, we will be covering all of that. So much news going to be happening. But first things first, Jim's got to get better. Jim, uh, stay, uh, stay on the mend, my friend, and I will see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Joe. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer for joining me. Hobbled. Uh, and big thanks to Gus Kattengell for joining me, mostly shirtless. Fun podcast today, uh, under not-so-fun so circumstances. You know, I didn't expect to be here today talking about the end of the Pelican season. I expected to be talking about things ahead, and I think a lot of people did. And that's why it hurts, is that you know this team is capable of more. And I think that's why, as much as it hurts, there are reasons to look ahead to the next season with that in mind, knowing that this team is capable of more if they just put it together. Big thanks to you if you came to any of the games this season, if you have listened to any of them on the radio, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, if you ever knocked on the window, gave us a wave when we were in there, uh, us 
uh, me and Gus, the radio crew, uh, we always enjoy the interaction with you guys. Uh, Want to get to know more of the fans and the people that are out there uh, watching and ingesting these Pelicans games. So going to try to get out to more of the events in the offseason. Uh, big thanks to everyone who has ever listened to anything we do. We do appreciate it. You're our people. Not a lot of time to, to really reflect on uh, things and, and not a lot of time for you to miss us. Uh, Jim and I are already planning off-season podcast stuff. Lots of fun content going to be coming your way on the Pelicans podcast and the Pelicans podcast network of podcasts. So once again, uh, if you are a fan of the Pelicans, if you're listening to this, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, give me a follow over on Twitter at jcar 504 uh, always enjoyed chatting with you folks. And until I speak to you again. Oh. oh go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.